The wait ends in less than three weeks. We are so close to Central Michigan football returning. The Chippewas fall camp continues from Mount Pleasant. CMU had their first scrimmage over the weekend. Coach Mack provides an update on how the team looked and breaks down some of the individual performances. And our guest this week, 13-year NFL vet Joe Staley. Fresh off his retirement with the 49ers, the former Chippewa talks about his time in Mount Pleasant, what he's up to now, and gets us prepared for his upcoming visit back to campus this fall. Thanks for your continued support. Now sit back and enjoy our latest episode of the Coach Mac Podcast. Well, we're back for another week as we get set for the Central Michigan season, just 19 days away. The Chippewas open up at the Missouri Tigers. Coach Mack, how you doing today? Doing great, Adam. And, uh, man, it's, just, it's been great being in fall camp. <clears throat> Would have never, uh, you know, most times you don't say stuff like that. Like, it's kind of, you know, that, that grind, and, and yet uh, it's been fun. This is a group, great group of kids, and, and – uh, Really happy where we're at. This reminds me of when you told us, I, I still don't know if this was truthful or not, but you enjoyed media day for the first time in, in many years this year. Yeah, first time. I've, I even enjoyed team photo day <laughs> the other day. I mean, and that's usually like, you know, fingernails on a chalkboard or, you know, watching paint dry, you know. It, it just drives me nuts, but it was, it was, you know, it's amazing the things you take for granted when something's taken away from you like we had a year ago. Yeah, what a year it was. But uh, to have to have the pads back on and have the guys out there competing and kind of have that normal fall, it is certainly exciting. And speaking of all that, Coach, I know we had a scrimmage up there at Kelly Shorts at the stadium on Saturday. Tell tell everybody how that went from both the offensive, defensive, and I know special teams got some work as well uh, from your yeah. perspective, how everything yeah, I, looked. I, I thought there were some really good things. That, uh, you know, I thought we – you know, our overall conditioning I felt was really good. You know, you saw guys being able to hustle throughout the, you know, throughout the scrimmage, uh, you know, hats off to Joel and, and the strength staff, uh, for, for kind of what they have done and to prepare these guys. And, and, you know, for a, for a first practice where we, you know, uh, tackled for the first time, you know, there were a couple missed tackles, but probably not as many as I thought maybe, you know, would, would happen uh, with the first time. So I, I thought that was good. Um, you know, there, there was some bright spots on, on offense that, that I felt like, you know, some of those young running backs really showed out and, and did a good job and, and, uh, you know, Miles Bailey and, and uh, you know, some of those guys, I, I just, Marion loops, um, those guys continue to really impress and, and, uh, you know, DJ Stephanie, uh, you know, true freshman that, that is in here, um, you know, I think it's just adding to depth and, and those other guys, obviously the older guys are doing good, but, uh, it was good to see some of those young guys, uh, get in there and, and go, uh, you know, had some drops. We've got to get that taken care of because, uh, really ended up stalling a couple drives for us, uh, that we just, we just need to, you know, uh, catch a darn ball coach let's start with with Marion Lukes um it was first time that I got to got to watch him and um it was early on in the scrimmage he, he got a little dump pass in the backfield and he really showcased his speed down the sideline I think he went like 30 40 yards uh he's got some wheels doesn't he 
Yeah, I don't think I'll be catching him. <laughs> um, so, but uh, no, all those kids, I, I, uh, you know, the, the, it's really showing up. Um, I'm excited about this group, and and uh, like I said, we we uh, it was good to be able to get out there and just let the guys play. You know, we we uh, simulated as much game type stuff as we could. You know, coaches went up into the press box. We, you know, tried to really work on our you know, sideline management as well. And so I think a lot of, a lot of things for, for the guys, it was really the first time where, you know, the coaches aren't right there on every play like they are in practice. I want to talk to you about the, the coaches up in the price box uh, because I was up there and just kind of hearing them communicate down to the field. How does that work? Are, are they simply just talking to the coaches? Do they have ability to talk directly to the players? Or, or what is that kind of behind-the-scenes communication like for your coaches and then uh, your personnel down on the field? Sure. There's certain lines that are tagged together. And, and um, you know, there's, uh, you know, obviously an all-line as well and and – uh, you know, as far as the communication with the players, you know, between series, we can either get on a phone or, you know, given a headset, uh, you know, we can talk, you know, to them then, uh, you know, the guys up in the, up in the box, but really, uh, you know, the big piece up there is, is given the information and making sure we get the blitzes drawn offensively and defensively, making sure that, um, certain formation tendencies, you know, and those type of things. There, there's so much that goes into it on a game day. Um, you know, I, I, I think it'd be really interesting. I think, I think NASCAR, don't they do something where you can get like to listen to the pit crews? Yes. You know, I, I, I tell you, I think, you know, somebody wants to make some money someday, <laughs> putting, uh, somehow, you know, hearing the, the talk that goes on, uh, you know, on the headsets, man, that'd be entertaining for a lot of people. Oh, I was, I was enjoying it. I was, I was eavesdropping from a booth over and I was sitting next to the offensive coaches and uh-huh. you're right. I mean, it's, it's getting the play out and getting that in time. And, uh, it's, it's Kevin Barbe. He was talking about whether they wanted to go fast or, you know, if they had a successful play, but then also if the play doesn't work, talking with the other offensive coaches about recognition of what the defense did that did work. So it's, it's always yeah. two sides of the ball. It was very fascinating to listen to. Well, and then, you know, between series and that's, you know, the coaches go through the previous drive, uh, talk about maybe some different looks that they hadn't seen and, you know, uh, things that maybe the defense is doing a little bit different to certain formations, uh, being able to get that information. And then, and then actually scripting ahead, uh, you know, towards your next series where you try to put your first four calls together, um, you know, based on some of the things that maybe you have already set up or you see some things that the defense has given you. And then defensively, uh, I think they do a fantastic job going through their drive charts and, hey, what are the things that's hurt, that are hurting us? You know, what are they taking advantage of, um, you know, and those types of things. So. Uh, the the constant uh, you know corrections and in, in, uh, different things that go on it, it's 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 really kind of fun to be honest with you yeah in game adjustments just just yeah. those little things that as a casual fan uh, just without kind of hearing everything that happens 
uh, it goes on within a, within a game, and it's it's quick. I mean, it, yeah. it's I mean, you've been doing it for years, but still, it's it's so fast between your series, next series, making those adjustments, trying to implement a plan, and then relaying all that information down to your coaching staff and obviously the players that are on the field. Yeah, it's uh, you know it's one of those deals where um, you know your guys and and what's great is you know we've got a group here that that work really well together i'm talking about the coaches and and uh, everybody has a responsibility come game day um so there's certain things that that each and every guy's uh, responsible for um then we have basically a person that then gathers all that information uh and then you start to go through it so it's uh there's a lot you're right there's a lot of things that go into it on game day yeah, absolutely. Well, it was really unique to to kind of hear that and obviously to get a chance to watch the guys. Coach, i got to ask you about the quarterbacks, uh, Sermon, sure. Richardson, yeah. Pape. They all got in there. Tell me one or a couple things you liked from all three of those guys in the scrimmage on Saturday. Well, you know, I was a little disappointed because all three got, you know, bugabooed by a drop here or there, you know, um, and probably missed – Oh, shoot, probably four or five, you know, huge explosive plays. And yet uh, the good thing is, you know, we, we put the ball where it needed to be. Um, you know, Daniel uh, probably struggled a little bit in this scrimmage, uh, getting his feet set, saw the rush a little bit, um, then settled down and, and had a good red area uh, session. And, and uh, you know, Sir, I think, just continues to learn and and, and – get to know really the players and the playmakers and who he needs to get the ball to. And, you know, I think Tyler Pape really got, I'm telling you, this guy, this guy's a really good player. And, um, uh, you know, I'm just, I kick myself all the time for sending him home last year, but uh, he's, uh, he's going to be a good player here for many years to come. I want to start with him, Coach. I was really impressed, specifically the play down in the south end of the field. He, Coach Aiky brought a blitz on him, and I he stood yeah. in there, and I think he had two, three guys right in his face, and he still delivered a, a perfect ball to Miles Bailey right across, and then Miles used his speed, got to the outside, and got in the end zone. I mean, a true freshman to stand in there and be that poised in the pocket, that really stuck out to me. Well, and, and sometimes, you know, youth – <laughs> they don't know any better, right? So sometimes they haven't been, they haven't maybe been hit, you know, to get that, uh, get that, uh, those happy feet. But no, that's one thing he does a great job of is, is, you know, going through his reads and, and like I said, getting his feet set and getting the ball out. Um, thought he, thought he did a couple of really good things. Coach with, with Jacob Sermon, um, I was impressed by his – he had some nice touch balls. I know he threw one over the middle that Ja'Cory caught in the end zone, but he had some good balls down the sideline. How have you liked the development of, of – I mean, we we heard about him having a rocket arm, but it seems like he's got some good pace and he can loft it up there for his guys as well. Well, and one of the things we've really been – Kevin's doing a great job with him is, is, look, the idea is to throw completion and a catchable ball, which – you know, sometimes like on those shallow drags and there's certain balls that, that you need, you know, to make catchable, you you know, you don't want to throw it through the guy. And uh, I think he showed that in this scrimmage and he's been getting better and better with that uh, throughout camp. 
On the defensive side, Coach, I know you're obviously looking at the offense. Uh, you're a former quarterback yourself, but um, anything particularly that you liked about the way that the defense played on Saturday? You, you know, I tell you, they they ran to the football. I, mm -hmm. I uh, you know, there weren't there weren't many loafs, and I was really pleased to see that. And, and it was truly team defense. There were a lot of hats around the ball. Um, I felt that was that was really good. I think, you know, we we've got some pass rushers uh those ends that we have are, are uh, pretty salty and and that's that's going to be a big part for us because if we can get some pressure um you know with with our just our our four down front boy that helps in the secondary you don't have to expose yourself as much and uh you know then it gives them time you know maybe we can get that quarterback to hold it just to count so i i think the the D line, I, I was uh, I was impressed with with how hard they played. Well, from the sounds of what you're saying, Coach, I know it's it's not a finished product by any means, but it sounds like you're pleased with the progress so far in camp. Yeah, no, I'm excited. We we uh, we've had some really good practices, and uh, you know, the thing I'm impressed with these guys is is like even uh, today, you know, coming off the scrimmage and then an off day on Sunday, uh, where there was just meetings. Um, you know, they came out in, in our, our main deal. We, we missed some communications on some things in the scrimmage. And, and that was really a point of emphasis in today's practice. And, uh, you know, we, we try to give them, try to give them a piece that we really need to work on and, and, and focus in on for that practice. And, and today's was the communication and, and, uh, uh that was really good. I, I felt that the guys were really, talking to each other and, and making sure they were all on the same page. One more player that I, I forgot I wanted to mention to you. Um, can you tell us who this Finn Hogan kid is? Because it looks like he's got some speed. I know he's a track star, but my goodness. Um, looks yeah, like six, you found six, a nice six, nice six, piece. Eight, um, you know, he's, uh, he's really had a good camp. And, uh, you know, some of those young receivers right now, too, Tyson Davis, right? Uh, you know, those – um, you know, give it up for our recruiting department. You know, I think we think we've got some good, good players, good young players. And, uh, and that's what it's all about. Keep developing the program. But, uh, Finn is a guy that's got some size. Obviously you mentioned, uh, you know, a, a great track athlete and, you know, was a six, eight high jumper and, and, uh, has, you know, really long speed, um, I was nervous at first, you know, if he could kind of sink his hips and get in and out of breaks, but uh, he's a guy that, that, that'll play for us this year. Well, and again, you, you've talked about it a little bit. You got good um, depth at the wide receiver position coming back, but with some transfers, with a new freshman like him, it looks like you've added some speed because I know you're all about those explosive big plays, and you go out there and get some guys with some speed, they can open up some space on the field. Well, and, and it's only going to help our running game, you know, because they're going to have to, you know, keep some people out of the box. So, um, you know, that's a good thing. And, and now we just got to be consistent, um, you know, pitching and catching and, uh, you know, creating some of those explosives. 
Can we uh, can we give an idea of, of what the Coach Mac uh, day-to-day life is like right now? I mean, you're so busy getting ready for the season, but just kind of give the fans an idea of when you wake up in the morning to when you go to bed and do it all again. What is on the agenda for you throughout the day as you go through fall camp? Well, fall camp truly is Groundhog's Day. Uh, there is no day. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, it's not like, uh, you know, you don't even know if it's a Monday or a Tuesday <laughs> or a Saturday or a Sunday. It's, it's, uh, every day is, is, it's, it's a routine and, and, uh, you know, it's kind of the way the season is. Um, and, you know, like all of us that have been in this, you know, you, you really kiss your families goodbye the first of August and, see them around Christmas and that's kind of how it works. But, uh, you know, we get up, we get going, the kids eat breakfast in, in, uh, you know, pretty much we're in here six forty-five, seven. um, you know, as a staff preparing, um, we get morning meetings and walkthroughs with the players, uh, staff meetings and practice organization, then obviously scripting and, and preparing for that practice. Um, uh, we get uh, then, you know, the practices in the afternoon, come back, uh, view the film, put together our cut-ups, uh, talk about the practice, uh, watch it as a staff. Um, and then we get our kids at night, uh, you know, try to put the practice to bed and, and uh, look forward into the install for the next day. Um make sure that situationally we're all on the same page when we meet that night uh, after those evening meetings, uh, just so we, you know, making sure we're hitting our checklists on special teams, defense and offense with all the, you know, all, all the things that we need to make sure we get installed. And uh, then you wake up and do the same thing the next day. So um, it's, uh, it's been, uh, you know, it's, I, I guess it's just something that's normal. I don't know. I uh, haven't really thought much about it. Are you a coffee drinker, Coach, or is it just you're so excited because this is what you love to do, you've been doing it for years, that you just wake up with a with a ton of energy, especially this time of the year? After my second cup. Yeah. After his uh, second yeah. cup, there we go. I, uh, actually, years ago, I think it was when I was – and finally, when I was at Alabama, I used to be a coffee drinker throughout the day, even, you know, midnight, one o'clock in the morning. I always had a cup of coffee and and uh, I kind of quit. And for no reason, I just said, you know, after 12 o'clock, I don't have a cup of coffee anymore. Now, occasionally in season, you know, on some late nights, I may, you know, break that rule a little bit. But uh, pretty much up to noon, I'm pretty much got a coffee in my hand all right well we got to know it coach what's the what's the go-to coffee are you putting cream in there you drink it black what what are you looking at each day no it's just straight coffee and it's whatever the cheapest thing is on the on the shelf i'm i'm a big truck stop coffee guy okay i like that uh but uh right now we 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 went down i guess i guess i can say it we saw a sale at menards and went down and bought like 30 of those cases of the little K cups. It's called basic Joe. <laughs> and it was, uh, I think somebody broke it down. I think we got it for 11 and a half cents a pod. And, uh, that's pretty much what I drink. That's, uh, that's getting it done. 
Hey, yeah. I mean, going going back here, you guys are you're getting close to this first game. So at this point in time, are you breaking down? Are are guys kind of establishing themselves as you look at uh, position group starters and number twos, or is that still a week or two out before you start to kind of no, make those we, decisions? We, you know, yeah. Um, you know, I I like to get through that second scrimmage. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, still everybody's getting a lot of reps, um, and you know we know who some of those guys are this week, especially now as we get towards the tail end of this week, you know, this second scrimmage will really highlight some guys that, that we want to see and see if they're going to be ready. A lot of those young kids, you know, will get extra reps uh, just to kind of see where they're at. And, uh, and then coming out of Saturday's uh, scrimmage, we'll kind of start to do that a little bit. And, uh, you know, start to get uh really honed down especially on the special teams you know as we look at the guys that'll be traveling and and uh that type of thing i'm excited about our special teams i think we've got you know so much more depth on our team now we we've got good players that that are going to be able to play on special teams um which is really going to help us well, I mean, you got a kid from Eaton Rapids that didn't miss a field goal last year, Coach. So, I mean, don't <laughs> don't leave Marshall's name out like that. You can go ahead and say his name. No, he he he, he missed his first field goal the other night. I had to get after him pretty good. I so, did see that, yeah, and I I just yeah. turned my head and acted like I missed it. Um, yeah, yeah. Kind of disappointed. I, he let I, the he, Greyhound Nation down a little bit. <laughs> no, he's having a good camp. And, well. Uh, so, um, both he and Luke, it'll be interesting. You know, we talked a little bit about it. You know, those guys had fantastic freshman year and, and yet, you know, every time they were kicking, it was like in a, a spring scrimmage because there weren't any fans in the stands. So it's be interesting to see how they handle it when we get to some of these stadiums where there's going to be people. Yeah, it's going to be really fun to watch. Well, I'm glad things are going well, coach. I can, I can hear your excitement about this team and, you know, I think we're pretty fired up about our guests this week. Yeah, um, how about it, that? I don't you, know how you, we pulled this off. Did were, Was this your doing? How do we get this guy on here? No, I guarantee it. I, I'm thinking maybe, I'm just thinking maybe. They didn't tell him that it was like our podcast or something because he might have said, no, I'm not doing that. But to be able to get Joe Staley on and, and of course, uh, a great chip that he is and, and was and, and uh, yet, you know, a 13-year NFL career and, and uh, going to be back as Grand Marshal and getting inducted into the Chippewa Hall of Fame. And, and uh, man, I'm, I'm really excited to have him uh, take the time to visit with us. Yeah, what a guy to have talk to your team and come back, Coach. And uh, we're excited to, to bring him on here and just hear about, you know, how passionate he is about where his journey started. I mean, a guy that is similar to some of the guys that you have on your team right now that have made position changes, have done so selflessly, and have made it work, obviously parlaying it into a big NFL career. So what an inspiration he must be to, to guys that are trying to grind their way and make it to the top just like he did. Yeah, no, it's, 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 it's great, man. Uh, you know, to have him in, in knowing that he's going to be coming back too. I'm excited for him to visit with the team and, and, um, you know, give them some nuggets, uh, uh, you know, over all the things that, that he's, uh, been through. And, and I know for us to have him on our podcast here, I'm really excited about it. Joe Staley, man. I, I, uh, 
I feel like I actually know you, Joe, because every day I walk into the office, you know, your picture is in our NFL Hall of Fame uh, uh, wall. And, uh, you know, the, the former chips that have made it. So I, I actually look at you and actually say hello to you every day. Well, it's funny that you say that because I have a picture of you in my hallway of my home um, every single day. I just walk by it and I say hello to that as well. So um, <laughs> yeah, right. it's right back at you. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. Well, gosh, I, you know, think about how many years it's been now. I mean, you go all the way back to Rockford High School and, and for the first time, you're not going to fall camp or two-a-days or anything like that. How, how has this been? been for you and did you get the itch a little bit when when the leads started to turn a little yeah yeah so i um i mean last year was my first year i was out of football and i um you know when it came out last year when i got to you know training camp time and all that stuff it was a little bit different because it was you know the COVID thing was going on so um definitely was reaching out to all my other teammates and talking to them during camp. But I, I would say this as, as a guy that's been playing football since I was like nine years old, um, been playing, you know, doing high school, little training camps. And all of a sudden you have college training camps or college, you know, getting ready. And then you have the NFL training camp and all that stuff. There's one thing, I don't care how much you love football. No football player enjoys training camp. So I was uh, really excited to not be getting ready for that. Now, once the season started and the games actually started and all that, um, it was different. It was um, definitely missed being out there, out there competing. Because, um, I, I, you know, I had to retire because of uh, injuries. So I wasn't really – still felt like I could, I could play, but my body was kind of telling me no. So mentally I was like, gosh, I, I need to be out there. They need me, you know, all that stuff. But um, – you know, now this year is a little bit different now. I've been a couple of years, second one training camp with me not getting ready to play. And so I feel much more disconnected from the game of football. And so now I'm kind of getting ready to do my own thing. And I'm actually going to be headed up this week to uh, be with the team, Niners. Uh-huh. And then um, for the week when they're practicing L.A. And then I'm going to be doing a bunch of media stuff for the team this year. So I'm excited, looking forward to that. So you're able to kind of keep your hand in a little bit and uh, tell us what kind of you're doing uh, for the Niners and you know, on the media side. Yeah, I'll be doing um, the pre and post game shows um, for the Niners broadcast up in the Bay Area. Um, there's a couple of former players that I'll be working with, uh, Dante Whitner and Takeo Spikes. And mm-hmm. then, um, you know, just kind of being an analyst, see if I enjoy the media route and want to explore that further um but it's a good kind of homer gig me just talking about the team that i love 49ers and then uh you know if i really find myself passionate about that and continue to do that and develop that further but if not um you know kind of see what's going on from what goes on from there because uh i know one thing that i i've discovered from being retired is that i really really am passionate about the game of football and um you know i love being around it it's just um you know, I don't have to be a player anymore, but I definitely feel like I have a lot to give to the game, a lot of knowledge that I had accumulated over my years playing. Um, so, you know, possibly maybe coaching down the road in the future. Um, I know this past year I kept myself busy. I was training about four or five guys getting ready for the NFL draft. Um, two of them had their seasons canceled, so I was with them from shoot, September 
until the draft in March. So, you know, I spent a lot of time hands-on. We wrote four or five days a week working with them and uh, just kind of getting them getting them ready. And I really enjoyed that. So uh, maybe kind of exploring that in a further capacity is kind of why I'm going up to, you know, L.A. this week to kind of spend time with the coaching staff and be around and just kind of see what the life is of the NFL coach because, as you know, as a player, you only see so much. And sure. players sometimes look at coaches and be like, oh, I could do that. It's not that hard. <laughs> <laughs> and I realized as I got older, I mean, there's so many more hours and stuff that's done behind the scenes that, you know, players don't always understand and, and fans as well. So, um, yeah, I'm excited and looking forward to that. So, you know, I, I, I know in high school, a multi-sport athlete and obviously played the, like wide receiver and, and ran track and, you know, those type of things. And, and obviously very successful high school program. Um, you know, you're, your transition. Now talk a little bit about that because we've got a couple guys on our team now currently that, are, you know, have made that move from tight end, you know, into, you know, being an offensive lineman. And mm-hmm. kinda, how was that for you? Was it a shock? Uh, how did you handle that transition? Yeah, it was a shock for sure. When I was asked, you know, Brian Kelly came in his first year, I had played as a true freshman um, as a tight end when I got recruited. Um, Mike DeBoard was the head coach there. And, you know, I thought I had a pretty good – I wasn't the starter. We had Torrey Humphrey who went on to play in the NFL for you know, multiple seasons. I was ahead of me. Um, he was a starter, but then I, I was the second tight end. I felt like I did pretty well and was kind of set up to have a, a good college career. And then, you know, Coach Kelly came in there and told me I was going to switch to offensive line. And at the time, I was – probably 245, maybe 250 pounds. And I was like, what? Like, <laughs> I can barely, like, I, and I also, at the time too, was I, I was a receiving tight end. Like I was not in there to block anybody. I was a miserable blocker. I was like, if, if you watched the film at all, they're, they're like, you're just going to spend time with our strength coach, Paul Longo. And you're just going to get really, really familiar with him and just trust it and buy in. And I, you know, I love Central. I wasn't going to go anywhere. So I was like, all right, this is what we're going to do now. And so I was all in, bought into the whole process and everything. And it was um, it was a gradual transition as far as, you know, putting the weight on. I think my first year I played probably 255 at right tackle. Um, next year I was 275. And then my senior year I was about, about 295, 300 pounds. And, um, yeah, I just kind of developed – first year was miserable uh-huh. i was just out there using you know my athleticism to try to get in front of people second year i could try to use some strength as well with that and then third year kind of put it all together and had a pretty good senior year um but i think that's one of the things that's really good about development when i when i did it it was pretty early on from converting tight ends to tackles you know it was right. more of the offensive line at the time was like you need big guys big bodied guys to block guys and um it wasn't so much about the athleticism and the game started transitioning around you know 2003 2004 five when i was in college and the athleticism from offensive linemen was looked at as a as a premium so it was a little bit ahead of the time but it worked out really well and now you see it you know pretty commonly in the in the college ranks uh, especially and even they even do that in the nfl now they'll, they'll get guys that are you know tight ends and, and convert them in the nfl level the offensive lineman or whatever because you just need to be really athletic and be able to move at that size at that level 
Sure. So, uh, you know, over those years, just, just give us two guys, and, and you've played against, you know, some of the greatest. Give us two guys that you're like, going into that week, you know it's going to be uh, as pass rushers, you know, that, that you're like, oof, this guy's real. You know what I'm saying? Like, who would those guys be in, in your mind? Well, I mean, there are so many over my career that I had. I mean, I, that was the thing that I learned very, very early in the NFL was that, you know, in college you kind of had two or three games a season where you'd have, you know, this guy's circled on your calendar and this is the guy that I get really prepared for. And I was lucky enough that I had Dan Bazine, who was a second-round pick um, for the Bears that I practice against every single day. So he was the best for me. You know, going in college, it was just practice was what I had circled on my calendar to make sure that I was I was doing what I had to do. But at the NFL level, you had, you know, every single week was someone. Um, but the guys that throughout my career um, – you know, DeMarcus Ware was one of the yeah. guys that I probably played him four or five times. And I don't know if I ever had a very clean game against him where I came out and was like, wow, I really got the better. And you know, I got the better of him. He was just so talented as far as everything. You know, he was a great run defender. Um, he was great at setting the edge. He was strong. Um, he had really long arms and he was really crafty and he had enough speed to beat you on the edge where you had to worry about that. Um, he was just a complete pass rusher. And um, he put that with just also the work ethic he had and the, the, the level that he played the game at. You know, there was no take plays off. It was, you had to do every single thing. Um, he was one of the guys that definitely tackles when he was playing, circled. Um, another guy that's not as heralded Harold, as, as he was. I mean, he had an amazing career and he was a tremendous player and had a lot of respect. But as far as media, um, Tamba Ali from the Chiefs. Yeah. He was unbelievable. Um, he was one of the guys that just every single down was just a battle. Um, played the game incredibly hard. Uh, was really, really, really good with his hands. Um, and he had different counters on top of counters. And instantly you thought you had him figured out or beat, he'd pull something else out. So it was almost like a chess match within a chess match. Um, it was always just really, really fun to compete against him. I played him. You know, I got, that was one of the things, too, is I played long enough. I was able to play multiple, multiple times against a lot of these top pass rushers. So you kind of build up a catalog as you go of, you know, this is what worked, this is what didn't work. And, you know, as you're developing your career, it's something that you, you know, take with you into every game. Yeah. The, uh, you know, as, as, as you're spending time now, um, do you catch yourself sitting down watching a game and, and how do you watch it? I mean, do you try to, do you kind of focus in on, on the offensive line or, or how is that? Is that kind of just habit, I guess, maybe uh, with yeah. all the film you've had to watch? A hundred percent. It's all I yeah. ever watch. And it's yeah. almost now I'm, I can't, I watched the game, you know, last season I watched all the Niner games and I would be watching the offensive line because it's all I've ever watched. And so people, everybody else watches the games, you know, typical fans, and, you know, everybody that's just watching a football game will watch the ball. Right. And so, you know, say 
a play goes for two yards to the left, it's a running play, but I'm watching the backside guard and tackle combination. And I see them just destroy this line. I'm getting all hyped. I'm like, oh, let's go. Look at that. And they're like, what are you? That was a two yard game. And I was like, ah, but you got to see this play. And then vice versa, too. You know, it's like, yeah, I'll be watching the right tackle or whatever. I was really close to Mike McGlinchey, uh, who's the right tackle now for the Niners. I'd be watching him. And then, you know, something happened negative. I'd be like, oh, come on. And then the ball, it's like a 40-yard gain or whatever. Everybody's just cheering. So, you know, vice versa. That's all I watch. I can't I can't watch the ball. I've never watched the ball. I've never cared about the ball. It's all about, about the offensive line. Right. You know, it's, it's interesting because when we uh, watch as a staff, I I make Coach Cummings uh, sit in on some of the Skelly reps, you know, just to make sure that uh, he, he realizes that there are some other things going on than, than just that group of five in there. Yeah, but then as an offensive lineman too, like especially if we're talking, you know, play action, Uh you know, everybody's watching what the receivers are doing or the timing of the quarterback or whatever. But I'm, I'm thinking, you know, when I was playing, I was like, I made that happen because of the way I sold it, and that linebacker (laughs) bit up to create that bubble for the quarterback to make that easy throw. It was what I did. That's what offensive linemen think they want to, they want to be involved in everything. But it's like, you know. Uh, I think he probably watches Skelly was like, well, that play would be actually better if you had some offensive line that were actually selling the run instead of just sitting there. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Well, you know, the excitement, I know that people around here are really excited for you to, you know, you're coming back as grand marshal of, of homecoming and uh, going to be able to bring your family up. What are you kind of looking forward to, to doing when you get back? I'm just excited to be on campus. You know, I've been seeing pictures and you know, I've followed Central and everything that's going on there um, from a distance. You know, obviously down I'm in San Diego right now, living out here. Um, so it's kind of hard for me to get back a lot. Um, and I haven't been back in probably four years, but I'm just excited to get back on campus. You know, it's such a special place for me in my life. Um, really kind of changed the trajectory of where my life went was um, – being there and being in Chippewa and so many great memories and people and friends and just excited to be back on campus. It would be pretty nostalgic for me to be back there and relive, you know, the four years that I spent in Mount Pleasant. Um, you know, my wife, uh, kids have never been there. So just to share that moment with them, um, just see everything that's, that's happened. You know, I think it's going to be different just to see the new facilities and, you know, be that old guy that's like, well, back in my day, you guys yeah. have all this nice stuff. We had to, you know, do it the old rugged way. Right. No, but, that, uh, that... it'll be fun to see everybody, and uh, you know, hopefully some people come out and, and see some friendly faces and all that. But you know, regardless, I think it's just going to be fun to be there, and it's a it's a big honor, and I'm I'm definitely appreciative of of all that and being able to be inducted in the central michigan hall of fame and um you know when i got on campus never thought that day would ever happen i was just excited to you know get a scholarship to play at central michigan you know that was really just that was the end for me you know but um just continuing to work hard and you know my life kind of took off from there but there's a lot of people that definitely had a hand in helping me along the way so when you when you when you look back and you know it's the thing that hits me about this place is the people. I just, mm-hmm. 
love the people, the community, the, the people we work with. And what anything really stand out? What are some of the things that maybe stand out to you uh, kind of with your time, those four years of being at Chippewa? I would say exactly what you said. I mean, uh, the people. It was always just a very family atmosphere. Um, the city of Mount Pleasant is really, you know, around the university and really supports the university. And, um, you know, I think what was really cool, too, when I was there is, um, you know, we had some success and we were really building something in the football program. Um, those three years, especially with you know, Coach Kelly when we were there and it was really excitement, exciting to see the buzz of the community kind of follow the team's progress. And um, and, I, and then away from football and the university, I think just the town, you know, just our, all my old haunts, um, you know, the cabin going to get you know, pizza down there and, uh, you know, Kelly's for wings. And, you know, <laughs> I'm excited to take my wife there. I think we have one of those nights planned when we're going to be up there and go hit up all the old bars that uh i used to maybe not frequent but i would go once or twice <laughs> oh sure yeah, yeah. totally get it <laughs> totally get it but no i tell you it's uh it, it it's fun i i uh you know just just in a, and i i'm excited for you to see you know kind of what what uh you know we've kind of built here i think the stadium is something i think you're going to really really enjoy you know it's, oh it's, yeah it's kind of filled out now and, and, uh, you know, I'm excited for you really to, I, I, I can't wait for you to see our players and maybe give them a, a little, little snippet of, of some of your, uh, the things that you've learned and, and, uh, I'm looking forward to having you visit with our team. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm excited to be around, you know, everybody, I think, um, you know, I think one of the things too is college athletes, you know, you won't, you get kind of lost in the, the day-to-day as a college athlete. Um, and it gets a little bit lost about the opportunity that you have really to set yourself up for your the rest of your life, you know, whether it be in football or not. Um, but there's so many people around there and especially in that community of central Michigan and Mount Pleasant um, that are eager to help and, and, you know, be a person in your corner. You know, I definitely felt that. And I know a lot of similar people and players that I played with and, you know, they felt that definitely from the community too. So, um, you know, it's a great opportunity for all those kids and, um, you know, it's an exciting time in their life. So it'll be, it'll be fun for sure to get in front of everybody. Yeah. Well, Joe, I really appreciate it. And, uh, really appreciate you taking the time to do this. And, and, uh, obviously, uh, you know, for, for us, um, uh, you, you being able to come back and, and, uh, and be a part of this, um, um, I just want to say thank you and thank you for being a Chippewa, man. No, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on and I uh, look forward to doing a face-to-face meeting instead of looking at each other's pictures on the wall. Well, we were talking, uh, Adam and I were talking about drinking coffee in the mornings, you know, and it's like, yeah, I've got my first cup of coffee with Joe Staley every day. So, <laughs> yeah. I do the same thing in my house. <laughs> Now, Joe, you have you have an Eastern Washington Jim McElwain quarterback picture up in your house, right? So going way back there to like the 1980s. Yeah, yeah. exactly. We didn't want you to say the 1980s. It was more of a 1990s, 19 maybe 
1999, isn't that right, Coach? Yeah, not that old. Yeah, there you go. My day, my 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 playing days in the 80s. I mean, I think the only action shots they had. I think there was one photographer, and he took one maybe picture, and that was about it. So that's about all I got. That's all you need. uh, You only need one. That's right. But no, it's great. Well, thanks again, Joe. I really appreciate it, and, and excited for you to get back and get your family up here and. And I know the Chippewas are, are really excited, all the fans, uh, that, that you're going to be able to be back. So thanks again, man, and, and uh, in, enjoy that enjoy that week kind of back with the Niners. That will be a lot of fun for you. Yeah, I'm excited to be up there. It's going to be going to be a fun time for sure. So, All right, bud. Well, thanks, right. man. I appreciate it. We'll see you soon. All right, see you. Joe Staley, one of the greats, and Coach, who knew? I, I didn't realize he had a picture of you in his home. Did you know that? <laughs> no, there's no way. No. There, <laughs> but, um, no, it's it's uh, it's been so much fun. You know, being able to, over these podcasts, getting some of these former players, you know, that we've been fortunate enough to visit with, then um, it's, 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 uh, it's really really cool and obviously a guy that cares a lot about our place and and what it what it means to him and you know for him to be able to come back at homecoming obviously you know inducted also into the hall of fame um you know uh, long overdue so i'm i'm excited to get him back well and i think you made a great point too i mean retired last year so he's only had like one kind of half season where covid related and everything to just take a step back and watch the game instead of have to prepare and play it. But for him to actually be able to take the time and not have to sweat about having an off week, and if he can get back, he's going to be able to spend a weekend with his family and come meet the guys and kind of see the upgrades and just see what Mount Pleasant, the place where he began his football career after high school, how it's evolved now. Yeah, and uh, you can just tell visiting with him, man, what a what a great ambassador for Central Michigan University and in the Chippewas, man. That's that's a class guy. Yeah, it certainly is. Uh, we're we're really excited to have him back here in, in November, I believe that. Or is it? It's October. It's it's for the Toledo game. The Toledo Rockets come in for homecoming, and Joe Staley will be the Grand Marshal. Won the MAC championship with Brian Kelly and the Chippewas in 2006. Helped the Chippewas win their first bowl game in the GMAC Bowl. And um, he's going to be back on campus here come this fall. So, Coach, as we lead up to this fall, give us an idea of what this week looks like for you and the team as you continue preparations for week one against Missouri. Well, it's uh, kind of to quote a great song by Herman's Hermits, which was Henry VIII, I am. It's kind (laughs) of second verse, same as the first. You know, it's (laughs) day-to-day the routine of, of going out and getting a little bit better and just getting ready to here to head into another team meeting uh, this evening, and and uh, you know, really the focus and the, the the most important thing for us as a football team, and I think this is universal uh, for anybody when during training camp is, look, you you got to live in the now, all right? The the game's going to get here, but in order to make that game be successful, uh, we've got to do a great job of focusing right now on what we're doing. Uh, you know, with in this case is going to be, you know, some film review and a little bit of walkthrough and, and, uh, you know, that, that's really my emphasis with these guys is, 
let's live in the now and take care of right now. So uh, tomorrow becomes a little easier. And we record this on Monday evenings, Coach. Uh, so you go through full week, I imagine, and then scrimmage probably again this weekend. Yeah, yeah. This weekend it'll be a, you know, our our last real big scrimmage. Um, we'll get a chance, uh, you know, when we sit down at the end of the week and how we want to play the players. You know, some guys we want to get in some situations, um, see how they react, uh, start to kind of build that, you know, that 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 core unit. Uh, both offensively and defensively, but just as importantly, our special teams core unit, um, you know, and, and uh, so this is kind of like moving week for some of those young guys, you know, we're, we're going to see where, what they're able to handle and, and get a better feel for that. And I guess, Coach, I didn't really ask you about the quarterbacks um, competition-wise. You still happy with how those uh, players are evolving as, as one of those Guy still tries yeah. to stand out and, and win that job. Yeah, we're 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 splitting the reps and and uh, you know I think what I hope to do is is uh, you know see how this kind of week uh, plans out and and uh, plays out I should say and uh, then we'll we'll kind of move move with that uh, later going into that following week. Breaking news: Coach McElwain is not going to tell us who the starting quarterback is. Did I get that right? Khalil Pimpleton. Khalil Pimpleton. Hey, coach, he he threw a touchdown pass against Toledo last year. He he can get out there there and play. (laughs) That's right. By the way, uh, I I wanted to ask you, I think since we got such a big guest, I I was thinking we might want to put a tweet out and and kind of just uh, tease the fact that Joe Staley's on. Did you want me to handle that, or did you you were going to tweet that out, right? Because this comes out in a couple of days. Were you going to do that? Uh, no, I think I'm going to leave that up to you. Okay. I think. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. You, I guess you are pretty busy. You got, you got other stuff to worry about. Well, hey, coach. Thanks so much again for for doing this. I know how busy your schedule is, and you guys are getting prepped for a big season. But uh, sounds like good things are happening up in Mount Pleasant, and the guys are getting closer. And again, 19 days away from Central Michigan football coming back. You can't beat that. Yeah, and I think we're inching towards. Uh, our first radio show in over a year uh, where we'll actually be able to get the people hopefully out down to Hunter's Ale House and possibly let them, you know, get some of that good food and maybe even have a product, uh, you know, by the Fabiano brothers. I have confirmed we are officially having that first show at Hunter's Ale House on September 2nd. So what that's, that's almost been, uh, it's almost been two years, I feel like, since we've been in. There's been a long time since we got to go back there and see all the maroon and gold supporters. I mean, we get some nice crowds. It is, and um, I'm, I'm excited. I hope, I hope things head that direction and we're able to do that because, uh, you know, that's, that's something that I know I look forward to, uh, just being able to visit with the people and, and, and maybe even sneak in one of those, butter bud lights from the fabiano brothers absolutely absolutely well coach today is monday i know you lose track of time in fall camp so get your k cups ready tonight back in there with the coffee tomorrow and uh keep working on that winning football team we can't wait to watch them here in a few weeks thanks i appreciate it bud have a great week